Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, November the 22nd, 2022. It is currently 10.39 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I hope that you heard part one of this. I guess it's going to turn into a series, but in part one, we started talking about church camps for youth, for young children, for children's camp, ages six through 12. And we started talking about a specific church camp, youth camp, again, for children ages six through 12, that I find to be absolutely horrifying, horrific, disturbing, and should bother every single person. And I'm not talking about a church, about a camp that's, you know, in the world, some worldly camp, some, some camp put together by some organization trying to teach some evil and horrible ideas of the world, some, some supposedly fleshly or carnal ideas. No, 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 no. I'm talking about something that comes from within so-called Christianity, something that emerges from, well, supposedly with what we will call the church in general. And I believe it to be horrifying and horrible. And yet Christians can sit there and look at what the world wants to do with children. Like, can you believe they're going to do this? And you can believe they're going to do this at a library. And you believe, can you believe they're going to put that book in a library? And while Christians are running around trying to fight the culture wars and yelling and screaming and upset about what the world wants to do with our children, I think maybe before we start looking at what the world wants to do with our, our children, we may want to look at what some churches want to do with our children. We may want to be more bothered by what the church is doing with children than we are with the world. I know when I say that, I'm going to get pushed back, but I believe judgment begins with us, right? We should look to ourselves first. I think if there's one thing Christianity should lead to is not a preoccupation with the sins of others, but an ever, ever increasing realization of our own sin, our own failures, our own mistakes. I, 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 I know that's a, that's a podcast episode in itself, in and of itself, but I really do. Why doesn't Christianity lead to an ever-increasing realization of our own sin and our own failure and our own shortcomings? But it seems that all it leads to is a preoccupation with everyone else's sin. And we condemn this person and we judge this person. And we say, well, this person made two mistakes. They're finished. They can never do anything else. And look at them and look at them and look at that group and look at them and look at them. And it's it's like all we can do is point our fingers at everyone else. You think we would be like, woe is me. I'm a sinner. I'm undone. It's me, Lord. I'm a sinner. I deserve nothing. I, I, I don't, I'm not worthy of your mercy. I'm not worthy of your grace. I deserve nothing but your judgment and condemnation. But literally, I think sometimes Christianity only leads to, I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like other people. Oh, I know. We know not to say those words because, you know, we've been trained. We know the Bible, but I think it really is our attitude. So while while so many people want to run around talking about what the world wants to do with our children, maybe we should look at what, well, a certain church, a certain group wants to do with children, again, ages 6 through 12. In part one, I introduced you 
to the signs and wonders camp, or they, they have it literally plural, the signs and wonders camps, plural is the way it's actually written. I refer to it as signs and wonders camp, but it's a, it's a so-called Christian camp put on by the International House of Prayer out of Kansas City, and it's called Signs and Wonders Camp, again, for children ages 6 through 12. I know. Have I mentioned that it's for children ages 6 through 12? I don't know if I've mentioned that, but clearly that is a problem with me, all right? Because children of that age, there's so much they don't understand. They're, they're barely trying to grasp certain things. Now, I believe, obviously, in the catechizing of children, teaching them the Puritan catechism, maybe the Westminster Shorter catechism, maybe Luther's catechism, walking them through deep theological truths, but in a form of a catechism where it's question and answer, teaching them the Apostles' Creed, parts of the Nicene Creed, parts of the Athanasian Creed, that would maybe be a little bit more difficult, but working through them, teaching them. So I, I'm all for teaching them, right? Biblical truth. But when you start messing with kids' minds and manipulating them and basically telling them, and trying to teach them that they now have the power to heal. They now have the power to prophesy. They now have the power to do signs and wonders. The, the, the psychological damage done there is just pure, is beyond my comprehension. I can't even believe that adults would even ever allow this. But I've said it so many times. I don't understand the charismatic world. I don't understand it. Not only do I, not only do I loathe it and hate it, and I and I look, I make I'm not saying I hate the people. I hate the theology. I hate the system. I hate everything about it, all right? Not the people. The people, obviously, I want to see them come to the truth. I feel bad for them. I feel like that they are victimized by an evil doctrine and an evil theology, all right? But I do not in any way, shape, or form, and I make no apology uh, for my feelings towards charismatic doctrine and theology, I am not a charismatic, would never be a charismatic. I sometimes see this, and I think people think it's hyperbole, but if I had to choose between charismatic theology or atheism, I'm probably going with atheism, and you think that's hyperbole, but that's literally how much I loathe everything about the charismatic movement. It's just, I've just seen it's the the evil damage it's done to people's lives, making these promises and telling them that God guarantees this or this or this, and making all of these claims and that over and over people are left broken, dejected and despondent and, and confused and discouraged and yeah, all the horrible, horrible things. But I, yeah, I have strong opinions about it. And I know that in the minds of some people that disqualifies me and in t- in talking about the issue, but at least I'm very fair. I'm not coming. I'm not coming at this saying, Hey guys, I just want to look at this thing that's related to uh, the charismatic movement, but I want you to know that I'm very fair and about, I, I, I'm not going to pretend I have a strong dislike towards charismatic theology, but here we go. International House of Prayer, IHOP, Kansas City. They want your kids. They want my kids. They want children ages 6 through 12, to go to a signs and wonders camps. Here's a little bit of the information. This will be somewhat repeating what we did in episode one, but this we this is literally a developing investigation, really. We, we, we stumbled upon it, or someone found it, sent it to me. So in a sense, I stumbled upon it. And then 
they're continuing to do research and they've got some interesting, interesting theories and ideas that are being formulated. We're going to have to write it out and try to, there, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of uh, extra things here that we're going to have to work on because uh, there's so many issues, but, but, there, but, but we're working on it. We're working. All I, all I want to do at this late hour is just advance this just a little bit, a little bit of, rep- of being repetitive. And then we're going to listen to the audio from a video advertising the Signs and Wonders camp, all right? It took me forever to find the audio of this. It's really, it's made for video, but we'll hear some of it. It's, the audio is not great quality, but it's what we got, and that's what we're going to use. But here's a little bit uh, of, of what we have here, all right? And some of this is additional information that I did not read in part one. Here we go. Summer is often a time for vacations, periods of rest and exploration. But rather than focusing on the beauty of a beach, the thrill of a theme park, what if your child was captivated by Christ in a fresh way? Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's what every parent wants, right? I want my child to be captured by Christ in a fresh way. Well, let's see. At the International House of Prayer, Kansas City, we believe summer, summer can play a pivotal role in a young person's life. Our camps are designed to help children and teens encounter Jesus, commit to him wholeheartedly, and serve him all, the, all of their days. We routinely, we, routinely, we, we routinely see lasting friendships formed and destinies shifted at these camps. Take a look at what an I-I-H-O-P-K-C International House of Prayer, Kansas City Summer Camp can do for your child or teen. And the very first one listed is Signs and Wonders for ages 6 through 12. We are committed to raising up children that know God, love Him wholeheartedly, and demonstrate His power to others. All right, buzzword, demonstrate His power to others. And how are these children ages 6 through 12 going to demonstrate their powers to others? By doing signs and wonders, and miracles, and prophesying, and healing. Our high energy signs and wonders camps are open to ages 6 through 12. We also have the little addition camps for ages 4 through 5. So all the way down to 4 through 5. Have your children join us for a fun and impactful summer that equips them to minister to their families, churches, and communities with the love and power of our Lord Jesus Christ. We should have children ministering to our churches, I guess as young as age 4 through 5 or 6 through 12. You should have children that young ministering to people, I guess. What do they mean by ministering? I, I, I don't know. We... We, I, well, if you watch the video, you may get an idea. So here we go. Our vision is to see 1 million children radically committed to Jesus, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit and moving in signs and wonders. Now, someone who's been helping me research this thought that that whole 1 million, that 1 million children concept may have something to do with some other parts of charismatic theology and some other aspects of it. And um, we may not be able to be dogmatic, but we will try to put together maybe this kind of a, a theory, a hypothesis that it may fit in with some other aspects of it. But okay, so their vision is to see 1 million children radically committed to Jesus, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit and moving in signs and wonders. There you are, signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders. Just, just, 
You just, I, look, I don't know what your eschatology is, but here's my eschatology. The end times, people are going to be deceived by signs and wonders. They're going to be deceived by signs and wonders. Is it going to be the charismatic church where these signs and wonders emerge to deceive many who profess to be Christians because they're going to see these signs and wonders coming from what they may perceive to be a Christian church? Are the false signs and wonders going to start inside the Christian church? Now, what do I mean by false signs and wonders? Stay with me. In other words, there's the false, there's the false signs and wonders that I believe are not legitimate signs and wonders. It's just, it's just, it's fraudulent. It's a lie. It's, it's a show. It's deception. And I believe a lot of the so-called miracles happening in many charismatic churches by some televangelists, there's been too many exposés, too many investigative journalists looking into this, where you find no evidence of the supposed healing, no evidence of the supposed resurrection, no evidence of whatever they claim. Uh, The person still can't walk. The person died of cancer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a lot of them are, it's just pure lies. It's a hoax. It's deception. But is it possible if we believe that in the end times, there will be true legitimate signs and wonders, but they will be done not through the power of God, through the power of Satan. Is it possible that legitimate, legitimate signs and wonders, not coming from God, but coming to deceive will be happening, but they will happen in the charismatic church and the charismatic church will usher in the fraudulent signs and wonders. And these fraudulent signs and wonders will be actual miracles, but fraudulent because they don't come from God. Now, I haven't worked that out perfectly. I haven't haven't fleshed this out. But I think a lot of times we've talked about the, the fraudulent signs and wonders coming from the charismatic church, and I think we typically refer to them as being, well, they're lies, or they're fraudulent because they're not real miracles, they're deceptive. But what if, as we move forward in time, depending on your eschatology, we enter in a time where now the signs and wonders are occurring that are fraudulent, but they're fraudulent in the sense that they know they don't come from God. They come from Satan. However, people are actually being healed. Things are actually happening. And, and it, but they're going to be claiming it. It's happening in the name of Jesus because of the charismatic church and that it happens there. I mean, if you're trying to train kids at the age of basically four, that they can do signs and wonders, you're raising a generation already ready to go in that direction. Possibly? I don't know. They continue. Uh, Our camps will teach children to uh, know and love God. Children who know, uh, okay, let me read this again. Our camps will teach children to know and love God. Children who know they are loved by God will do great exploits for him. Now, they mean by great exploits, they mean signs and wonders and miracles. Children develop a love for the word of God and grow in understanding of the death, resurrection, and second coming of Christ. Now, I would love to talk to these kids who are supposedly like being taught the word of God. I would love to to speak to some of these children and see if they know basic things like, you know, the the deity of Christ, uh, the true, uh, the the gospel about salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone, or how much they just know to raise their hands and say lots of spiritual sounding words and claim that someone is healed. Anyway, now, maybe that's my skepticism, but I just know in the charismatic world, they're definitely not usually getting catechized with historical biblical Christianity, but that's a whole 
Different subject. They go on to say, what else at this this camp? They want to teach children how to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray together for an Acts 2 outpouring of the Holy Spirit, once again taking Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, and not seeing it as a descriptive day that this was this was prophesied in the Old Testament. The day of Pentecost was prophesied, and when that day came, when it was time for the fulfillment of that prophecy, it happened in Acts 2. So Acts 2 is a descriptive chapter, not a prescriptive chapter. Charismatics take Acts 2 as prescriptive that we can repeat this day of Pentecost experience over and over and over and over. However, they never can pull off the tongues of fire. They can never pull off exactly the way it went down. There's a local church here in my area, who's a charismatic church, who for years are kept saying they can't they can't wait for the day that they drive up to the church and they see the tongues of fire over the building. And I'm like, so I... I I know that I shouldn't, but I would. I knew people, I worked with people who went there and I'd be like, so did the tongues of fire show up today? Did the tongues, and I know I shouldn't be, look, I'm, I'm not saying I was godly, but it's just like they make these crazy claims. It never comes to pass. And, and this is the same church that claimed that like on Sunday night, all these people were healed. I worked in the medical world and well, those people were supposedly healed. They were calling us for a medical appointment on Monday and you wanted to say, I thought you were healed on Sunday. Why are you calling me for a medical appointment on Monday? And then one of the people worked for me, and I would want to look at them like, why, why, why are you answering the phone and the appointment line and giving these people appointments? You, you should just be healing people over the phone, or at least having pull, them pull up in the parking lot, and you should just go out there and heal them. And we wouldn't, and the rest of us could just go home for the day because we wouldn't need to be at work trying to take care of sick people. Oh yeah, because you don't heal anyone. Okay, all right, yeah, you see my frustration with the charismatic world. All right, but so they're trying to teach these children that they're going to have another Acts 2 outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the children and for the children to see Jesus exalted in their homes, schools, and neighborhoods. We teach them to heal the sick, reach the lost, prophesy, and pray for other children. So they teach these kids all the way down to the age of four to heal the sick and to prophesy. I'm telling you, this this to me is just straight up. This just, this just, this just to me, it's just leading to the end days deception. This just is to me is the, is the building block. Now, I, this stuff may have been going on in the charismatic world for a long time. So if I'm late to the party, I do apologize. But I, I, you know, I don't know how long signs and wonders camps have been going on for children in the charismatic world. You would think that adults, reasonable, logical, rational adults who don't want to see their children experience spiritual abuse and be manipulated and be destroyed and devastated by being told that they have the power to heal and then watch their grandparents die and they can't do anything about it. You think, but you know, what, what do I know? I, I don't understand the charismatic world. I don't. I, they're, 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 in, they're, in, they're just, I, I don't understand it. It is so, just, I just don't understand the charismatic world. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how anyone could ever in, end up in it, but I, 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 I talk to people who've been in it and I, and I'm just, I'm baffled, but they found their way in it. And, but praise God, many of them have, have, have been taken out of it and praise God for his mercy and for his grace to, to for them to to find their way out. It's just, it's just, yeah, the whole thing is drives me crazy. So there's a little bit more about it. Some of that information was not read in part one. Some of that information 
there is new. But we want to advance this. We want to move this forward, right? So I have the advertisement video for the Signs and Wonders camp. Now, it's going to be a little irritating to try to take this apart. One, there's lots of just gaps where it's music because they're showing the kids in camp, right? And so you have a lot of these young kids, and sometimes you just see them acting silly because, well, they're kids, right? So we would expect that. And then other times, they have their hands raised, and and it's just, I don't know. It just seems like they're just, it's just like, to me, it just seems like little kids imitating what they have been seen and what they have been taught. Some people may see that as a beautiful thing. I see it as like, is the kid really wanting to lift their hands or just like, oh, you know, know, it's like the the bell is rung. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I'm supposed to raise my hand now. It's like, is it just a learned behavior? Like I am. I, I, I don't know. 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 It's one of my things I've always had with charismatic worship is like, you're telling me every single Sunday people want to raise their hands? Like, like maybe you don't want to do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, I have so many questions about so much of it, but okay. 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 So a lot of it, the video is just music and it's irritating because what we want to hear is the things they say. But then at different points, they break in and they're in, they're in, they're in, not interviewing. They turn the camera on these specific kids. Obviously, they pulled out to, to make this and they ed- edited out and chopped it up so that these kids give basically their testimony of how wonderful the camp is. It's one of those basically, you know, well, you know, one of those uh, – videos designed to to convince other parents. I could see this being shown in church on a Sunday so that one, the kids are like, I want to go to that mom. And that the mom and dad see it and go, oh, we got to get our kids there. We got to get our kids there. And the reason that they have to, you know, advertise it is, well, it only costs $430 for your kids to go because, you know, your kids can't learn about any of these things without going to a camp and paying $430. Or the church could just say, drop your kids off right here at this building for free, and we're going to have a week-long intensive study at this church for children so that they can learn these things for free. But I know, got to send them off to a camp where they can be isolated, indoctrinated, and manipulated. But that's a whole different story and issue that I have. But we're going to work through the audio here just because I think it's the logical next step. Like in all the things we're going to be talking about and trying to figure out, we still are trying to get a copy. I, I want to find a copy of the actual curriculum, but we can't seem to find one online, which in some ways, I guess I understand it's because the camp in a sense is behind a paywall, $430. So why are they going to put the curriculum out online? So, But you would think they would be like, hey, we, we've got the curriculum to teach your children how to heal other people and how to prophesy. So we're going to put it in a PDF file so that you said so if you can't send your child to camp, you could hold camp at your house this summer or you could hold camp for the kids in your neighbor. You you think, but they probably would put that behind a paywall and you'd have to pay $59.95 to get the PDF. Okay, whatever, because I know how Christianity loves to do that kind of stuff. But, but this is the best we have is this slick, I don't even call it slick. I don't even know, I I guess it just would be an average video. I don't think there's anything like the production is, is, oh, you know, just amazing or anything. But it's supposed to do its job is have some 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 testimonials about how wonderful the camp is. Show the kids having lots and lots and lots of fun. It's the typical church camp promotional video that churches show the people all the time. And they got to make it look fun, 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 fun. 
because you know I guess we we sell the fun to get the kids there and then we could be then once they're there they're trapped then we can bring in all the Jesus stuff because you know we sold them to come here for fun but then we're really here just to get them to, I think that's all deceptive as well and look if you want the kids there for Jesus tell them we're here we're this is what we're going to focus on but we sell the kid uh, yeah the whole there's so much just messed up stuff that happens in churches but okay so here we go here we go here is the audio Again, it's the audio of a video. You would have to see the video. You can go to ihopkc.org, ihopkc.org. That's I-H-O-P-K-C dot O-R-G. Um, I think you can look at, I don't know where it's, I don't know under which tab this is under, but it's under one of the tabs. It may be under training. It may be under events, but it's the Signs and Wonders Camp. Uh, you should be able to find it easily online if you need to look this up. And I think you can watch the video from there. I had to find a way to grab the video, the audio from the video, and it wasn't on YouTube, so it made it more difficult. And then once I got the audio, what was even more frustrating is I went to amplify it and Audacity, and it would not let me amplify it because it's in a a weird format. So uh, this is what we have. So you may have to turn up your volume um, and listen closely. I will be breaking in through this, and when I do, I I will not try to blow out your eardrums. Here we go. And this, they're showing images of kids having fun and they're getting you all, you know, some exciting music and kids have fun. And yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right. It's, it's, it's church camp, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here we go. greatest camps that I've ever been to. I've seen people who actually didn't want to come here and their lives actually got changed. It's like really like intense and like it's just like it makes you feel so good inside. We're all lifting our hands up inside and we're just worshiping with our whole hearts. My favorite part of Signs and Wonders Camp is going to worship time and having that time to be connected with Jesus. When I go to the sessions I get all excited and hyped up because I know that I'll find God there. I get excited, I'll hyped up, I'll find God there. And like part of me just, uh, I, there, there's just a part of me like, you know what, these kids who are on this video, they're saying, th- like, I don't even know if they understand what they're supposed to say. I don't know if they're if they're being told what to say. I, I just feel it's the exploitation of children. You know what I'm saying? It's just, man, who knows what these kids are going to think six years from now, seven years from now, 10 years from now? Who knows? Who knows, like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, one of these kids was like, my parents put me in this absolutely horrific video where I had to say all this garbage I didn't believe. You, we've seen that play out way too many times in the Christian church. Like, I just these kids are young. These kids are somewhere between four and 12 years of age. Mainly 6 through 12, I think, is the kids they're focusing on. I mean, come on. I mean, I just, I just feel bad. But okay, let, let's continue. Let's continue.
there's a generation of children that are growing up today desiring to go deeper in God. Signs and Wonder Camps have been designed as week-long equipping tracks where children come and go deeper into the areas of prayer, the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders, understanding the revelation of God. I love the kids. So the, there's a generation of kids, 6 through 12, who want, who long to go deeper with God. Because you know these 6 through 12-year-olds, they were coming to mom. Mom, I want to go deeper with God. I got to go deep. You need to pay $430 because I want to go deeper with God. I mean, is that really the way it works? Oh, camp, my friends are going. It's going to be fun. I hear that they play whatever whatever game is, is in, whatever game they're doing at church camp these days. Oh, I, I can't wait to go. And, and, and I, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. And, and I, I, just, I just remember so many times when, when not, like I've already said in part one, I would never send my kids to a camp in, in, under any circumstance. But every time kids would, in whatever church we're in, the young people would go off to camp and they would come back. And then the kids would supposedly stand up and give their testimonies. It's always was like, I, I, I'm going to give up rock and roll. I'm gonna, it's always like, you know, music or dress or some just ridiculous, not doctrine or theology, but whenever the kids show the, the kids usually would get together to put together the video to show their time at camp. And if you watch the video, it's all about, <laughs> look at them playing that game. Look at how full it's all the fun, 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 fun. And then, and then somewhere in the video, they'll throw in a time with, it'll be like a quick, a click, a, a, a quick video clip of them sitting around with a Bible. Oh, and there was devotional time or someone preaching, but most of the video just shows the fun, 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 fun. And then you talk to those kids after that they went to church camp and you just start asking them basic doctrinal theological questions, basic questions about Bible study, basic questions about hermeneutics. They, they're clueless. I'm like, wait a minute. You just went to camp. And you said it was life changing, life altering. You, you, you're, you're ready to rush hell with a water gun. And you say, oh, so after a week of, of intensive, you know, spiritual equipping, you, you, you can't explain to me, I don't know, justification, propitiation, imputation, sanctification, glorification, the Trinity, hypostatic union, deity of Christ, like the incarnation, the, uh, the importance of the ascension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. And, and then you say, well, what, what passages of scripture? And then you say, well, and then you'll just say, oh, that, those scriptures were, were focused on at the camp. Okay. And you just look at it and you'll ask them some basic questions. And in many cases, they don't have a clue about any of it. But supposedly their life was changed. Their life was changed because they were emotionally manipulated. And I've watched, I've just sat through that year after year after year in churches. And this to me, is, in some ways, it's got the same, the same, that same thing connected to it. But now it adds the signs and wonders. So, so this camp is for children who desire to go deeper with God. So I wonder, is there, a, is there an application process? Is your, is your, because they, they, they earlier said, one of the children, I know children who did not want to come. Well, wait a minute. Is the camp for those who don't want to be there or is the camp for those who, 
who want to go deeper with God. Which is it? Oh, it's for everyone. You don't want to come? This camp is for you. You're lost? This camp is for you. You're saved? This camp is for you. If you want to go deeper with God, this camp is for you. Yeah, okay. So just basically say, we'll take anyone who'll give us $430, right? Why don't don't you just say what it is? If you've got $430, this camp is for you. We could care less about your spiritual condition, but we'll pretend that it's really for those who want to go deeper with God. Like, I, like, how is that, is that, is that supposed to be thrown in there to make pastors feel better? I like, I don't know what that's supposed to be. All right. So, and they're going to supposedly go deeper in all of those theological issues, the word of God, the Holy Spirit. It would be interesting to get them together and ask them some basic questions about the Holy Spirit, right? Some, some basic questions. Um, but I, I just, I, too many times you talk to kids who go to church camp where all this money is spent to get them there and they come back and they're basically biblically and theologically ignorant. And you're like, but that the parents are like, yeah, it, it, it's worth the money. Was it really worth the money? Was it? Was it? I, I don't, why can't the church just do that? Hey, hey, we're going to, we're going to take your kids deeper into the things of God this summer. We're going to be open Monday through Friday, every day for the entire summer from 7 a.m., till 2 p.m. Drop your kids off or the kids can come whenever they want. We'll be having classes on the hour, every hour. We'll have 45-minute sessions with a 15-minute break. They can come in whenever they want. We'll have some refreshments. We'll have some snacks. We may we may do a couple of fun things, but it's going to be extensively fun, but not just, it's going to be, no, I'm not extensively fun. It's going to be extensively teaching, and it's going to be teaching in a way where they are participating. They're going to be given homework and assignments and questions and reading and and, but if they want to be a, and we're going to do it for free, but no, it's always got to be, we're going to spend a bazillion dollars to get kids off to a camp where they can be isolated, indoctrinated and manipulated. And they come back saying how much they are changed. But for some weird reason, the supposed change never literally never equals or equates to actual theological and biblical knowledge. Can someone explain this to me? Oh, I, I don't, I, I wonder why. I, yeah. I wonder why. All right. All right. Let's go back. We'll back this up a little bit. Here we go. Desiring to go deeper in God, Signs and Wonder Camps have been designed as week-long equipping tracks where children come and go deeper into the areas of prayer, the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders, understanding the revelation of God. I love the kids that come in and they have a really heart after Jesus. The kids over there, they're really like hard after God and they're really kind. Like I feel free and like I gave my whole self up to God. He's just been like speaking to my heart and tenderizing my heart. Like God has been speaking to me. God has been speaking to my heart. And they're hard after God. Like some of these are just like buzzwords. These are catchphrases that you can hear in a charismatic sermon. I would love for that child to be able to explain to me what God supposedly said to them. What God supposedly said to them. Because remember, the minute they say, God told me this, if I'm writing it down, we all know what happens. I'm going to open quotation marks. I'm going to write everything they say. Then I'm going to put closed quotation marks. And supposedly, those are the actual words of God. Interesting thing, they'll be the actual words of God that are not found in inspired scripture. But if God's giving them the specific words, why do I even need scripture when you're getting the exact words from God? Yeah, inquiring minds would like to know. The sick and the poor. Since Elijah went to the Signs and Wonders camp, I've noticed that he's gotten a lot bolder and a lot more confident in his relationship with the Lord. And he is saying, you know, Mom, the voice of the Lord is speaking to me, and I hear his voice. I know his voice. There's a reason. 
And there's a parent saying, when my son went, now he hears the voice of God. He hears the voice of God. He, and he knows it's the voice of God. Like how, what kind of utter like psychological just insanity this leads to? Like, how does the kid even process? I hear this voice. It's supposed to be God. Like they're learning to hear the voice of God internally, not, not right here, not the, not the inspired, infallible, perfect, preserved word. They're not learning how to read it, understand it, hermeneutics, Bible study, Bible interpretation. They're learning to supposedly hear. Why do, Why would you even need a Bible? God is literally speaking inside of you. Like, how does the kid process that? Like, how does the kid, like, okay, God is talking to me. God is talking to me. The kid's six, the kid's seven, the kid's eight. How does he process that? And then, and then what if the kid says something and you're like, no, 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 son, that, that can't be God's voice because, and you're, so then the kid's got to go, well, I can hear from God, but maybe I don't hear from God. Maybe it's the word, like, it's just, I don't, how, what is the psychological ramifications of this stuff? Like, what is this? My people are there, and the reason is, it's so that they would meet God, that they would see God, and that they would experience who he is and how he does it. My personally favorite part of Signs of Wonders Camp is the healing. Whenever he says healing, I'm like, oh, it's me. One of the core values. Now, uh, it, 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 they show an image where this that young girl is like, my favorite part's the healing part. And they're like, it's the healing time. And it's like, it's me, it's me. Okay, what they show, it, 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 this is just insanity to me. It's just insanity to me. They show one of the like uh, handicap signs, like you would see in a handicap parking lot or handicap uh, entryway, or a handicap exit, and it shows usually the white background with the blue wheelchair, and someone sitting in that wheelchair. Then it shows a child d- drawn like the same way, walking up to that wheelchair, kneeling down, and then all of a sudden the person in the wheelchair standing up. They're literally teaching children, I guess, that they can walk up to people who are paralyzed, and they can heal them, and they'll get up and walk out of wheelchairs. Now, I, I start losing all control when I see that kind of stuff. Worked in the medical world for 22 years. The charismatics never showed up. I was in the military for 19 years, active duty, before everything went horribly wrong with me. My military, I was medically discharged and declared 100% disabled because of everything happened to me. But I, I, I saw people coming back from Iraq and in Afghanistan with no arm or no leg. I never saw the charismatics there to bring back the arm or the leg. Oh, I saw planes land and caskets come out draped in an American flag. I never saw them raise one of them from the dead. Someone, part of my family at the time, his plane went down. Just because of a bizarre circumstance, he had flown ahead of his crew, his, his, and he was back at the base, and the crew, the whole crew, and the pilots, the plane took off, and it went down, and everyone on board died. It made national news, was news right here. His entire crew died. No charismatic showed up to resurrect any of those people. None. None. Children, people, children die every day of childhood cancers. People die every day. Where are the charismatics? They're never around. They're never around. They're never, they're never around. 
Their, their cities are filled with their churches where they make their claims while people die and people die and people die and the charismatics claim their garbage and never, ever, ever, ever do what they say they're going to do. And when they claim they're doing it, almost without fail, they're exposed as liars and frauds and, and basically deceivers. But now you're going to teach these little kids who don't know any better. They don't understand. They don't, they don't understand the realities of life. And they're being, they're being told that they can heal people. Is that even, can we just declare that to be full-blown evil? I, I, like, I feel bad for the little girl. I'm not angry at the little girl. No, I'm not, I'm not angry at the little girl. I'm angry at the the grown adults who put the who took four hundred and thirty dollars for this child to be at a camp where she's going to be manipulated into believing she has the power to heal anyone. And someday she's going to grow up and go, wait a minute, why didn't Grandpa and Grandma die? Wait a minute, why why did my friend at school get diagnosed with a childhood hood cancer and die? Wait a minute, why are there hospitals? Wait a minute, why are there graveyards? What we what why we why and at some point the child the, the reality of life is going to hit her. Now or maybe she can just live a life of the deceived that many charismatics live in that I don't understand. And whenever they try to talk to me or argue with me, I'm just like you're you you are so far gone. I, I don't even know what to do for you, other than pity you, because because you're just you cannot see the reality of the world around. You cannot literally see the world around you. I mean, I, I worked with charismatics. They were, they worked at the, I was in charge of the appointment line and they made the appointments for all the people. And it's like, if you have the power to heal, to just heal the people on the phone. Look, I will, I will relieve you of your duty in the appointment line. I, you will still get paid, but I'll have you wait in the parking lot. And whenever time a patient gets out of the car, just heal them, just heal them. Just I'll answer all the calls. And I'll just say, I won't even book an appointment. Just come to the parking lot. We've got a team of charismatics there waiting to heal you. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Go to back to your charismatic churches. Announce on the news that all sick people don't come to the hospital. Go to your church parking lot and you people can heal them. But you never do it. Or you make some claim of some healing, and, and but without any proof, or once investigations start, you're like, well, that didn't really turn out to be what you claimed it was. Or it, claim, it happened in some, I don't know, undisclosed location in the middle of nowhere. There's more secrecy to some of their healings than there was in the military when we were involved in operations in undisclosed locations. All right, but let's, let's, let's go back through this again. How he does it. My personally favorite part of Signs of Wonders Camp is the healing. Whenever he says healing, I'm like, oh, it's me. One of the core values that we have for our Signs of Wonder Camps is healing. We invite people from the local area to come who are sick in body for an opportunity for the children to pray over them and pray with them. It just really thrilled me and the kids. It was like my first experience praying for, for someone and like laying hands on someone was at the Signs of Wonders Camp. All my life I've had um, chronic pain and tightness in my neck and shoulders, but after the kids prayed for me, there was a complete releasal and freedom with the muscles. And I couldn't like move my neck like this or like this before. And now I don't feel any tightness or pain. 
I, I, I don't even have words. Again, it's one thing when there's adults involved. But when you bring children involved in all of this, it's just a level of, this takes it to a whole different level. To the people who are thinking about coming to the camp, I would just say, just go for it. Uh, it's just like really great being at this camp. I would encourage the children at my school to come. It's something that if you don't go to, you should be bummed out about. This is actually a hardcore children's camp for the Holy Spirit. It's a hardcore camp for the Holy Spirit that will only cost you $430. Oh, wait. No, it's going to cost your parents $430. I guess that's per child. So I guess for two kids, it's what, you know, you're now, you're, you're, you're over $800. But I, yeah, don't even get me started on, on church camps and money and ugh. I, I don't know what else to say. I just wanted you to hear it for yourself. I, 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 I'm just baffled by it. Um, to me, I, I, and, and I'm just going to throw this out there. We, we haven't fleshed this out completely, but I think there's some, some things going on here. There's this term, and I, I've got to find the article someone sent me, and we've got to do a little bit of investigating into this term. I was not familiar with this term, apostolic premillennialism which is identical to premillennialism, it appears. Now, I'm not familiar with this concept. I don't know the origins of it yet. I haven't really started taking this apart, but I'm going to at least introduce the concept here. It appears that there's something called apostolic premillennialism, which seems to be identical to premillennialism, except they deny the rapture of the church prior to the Antichrist, prior to the tribulation. The church is going to go through the tribulation. But apostolic is what's going to happen is right now what the church needs to do is be training and raising up a generation of, say, like a million children, right? Uh, and, and I'm not saying they would connect it to this camp, but there's, there's like a, a weird correlation possibly here that someone pointed out to me. And it, we're, we're not being dogmatic yet, we're, and they don't want me to quote them. This is just a theory, a hypothesis we're working on. But they want to rise up an army of, in a sense, equipped Holy Ghost-powered Christians who can heal, who can prophesy, who can do all of these things, because what's going to happen is once the tribulation starts, it's going to be these basically charismatic, empowered Christians who's going to supposedly lead the church through the tribulation, doing signs and wonders, and through their signs and wonders, the church, they're going to be the ones that basically lead all Israel to becoming saved. So if, that, if, if that's your eschatology, then yeah, you're going to be running around training the new generation, the youngest children. You're going to train them so they can be the army of the charismatic, equipped Christians to lead the church through the tribulation. When, and I guess it'll be the true signs and wonders of supposedly Christianity versus the false signs and wonders of the Antichrist and, and, and the false prophet and all, and all, and all that the whole form of eschatology. It's, I, I don't know exactly how the whole concept would work, to, work out. I have plenty of questions about it. 
So we're going to have to do a little bit of research. Exactly where did this originate? Exactly what's the actual tenets of it? It sounds like that for the most part, they go right along with historical premillennialism, separation between the church and Israel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, but uh, just they throw out the rapture. The church is going to go through it. So it's kind of it's kind of an interesting concept. Um, but they, that you could see why they would train people with this kind of thinking. Now, for me, I'm I am just throwing out the theory, the idea, and and uh, again, someone suggested this to me uh, as well. So uh, so I'm just kind of taking their ideas and I'm trying to flesh them out in my own mind that. I believe the end times is going to be filled with signs and wonders, but they're going to be done through the power of Satan, and they're going to deceive millions. Millions of people are going to be deceived through signs and wonders. But I wonder, is it possible that the charismatic church is going to play a role in this? That professing Christians will be deceived by the signs and wonders that go from, and they're they're fraudulent in the sense that I don't believe they're happening, to they become fraudulent that they're happening, but they're being done through the power of Satan. I don't know. There's a lot there to unpack. All right. Signs and Wonders Camp. IHOP Church, Kansas City, ages 6 through 12, $430 to send a child so that they can learn how to do signs and wonders, heal people, prophesy, minister to your church, and the power of the Holy Spirit. You can give me your Further thoughts, please go back and listen to part one where we covered a lot of this material, but in part two, we've covered more, but you can kind of see how we're slowly developing this and we're going to be looking into more. We still want to find the, if you can find the curriculum to the Signs and Wonders camp, we really want to find that curriculum because I want to walk through it step by step to see exactly what these children are being taught. But uh, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful night. I mean, there's not much of it left here. It's fast approaching midnight here in Texas. So um, wherever you are, whatever time zone it may be, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful, whatever it is, day, night, morning. But please, 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 please just be aware there's much deception in the church in 2022. God bless.